You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So little should be made of CFL preseason results that when the Riders won the Grey Cup in 2007 and 2013 when I was with them, I don't even remember what their preseason record was. So when Chris Jones came out, well, that's as bad as I've ever seen. I grabbed my, I'm like, <laughs> that's just Joe. That's Jones. It's hilarious. He's like, well, they're so bad, my staff can't even evaluate them. He's just sandbagging. This is the Rod Peterson Show. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the RP Show. It is a Tuesday, right? Welcome to the program. It is hour one. We're coming at you live on Game Plus Television. We're also live streaming on YouTube. As the screen says, and you can always listen live, just like the radio, rodpeterson.com slash listen live. we got a very interesting day. Uh, daytime sports talk is just so darn much fun. You never know what's going to come up. It's like a box of chocolates. You never know what you're going to get. And uh, so we're going to kind of flip our quick six on its head and bring in the very swarthy-looking Darren Moose DuPont today uh, from the NHL's Bermuda Triangle. And I feel like, Moose, when we had our pre-show meeting, that I, you felt like I was insulting you when I said you don't look like a sports guy. You look like a <laughs> sports executive today. That was in no way, shape, or form an insult. But I think you can, you can do both, right? I'm trying. I'm trying to do both. I mean, we, we talk about picking a lane and, and lean into it, but, you know... I'll, I'll do both as long as I can. Yeah, well, uh, yeah, you're in the business of doing business. I said, I'm going to stick with the bright, sunny golf shirt thing. That, that's been working for me for quite a while. And actually, speaking of golf, um, that's where we're going to go here right away. I do want to just say that our guests coming up on the program today are going to be just fantastic. Uh, Jamie Thomas will be with us, the Winnipeg Jets radio color commentator from CJOB68, Manitoba's information superstation. And then uh, in hour two, Gene Principe, the host of Oilers, Sportsnet Oilers, will join us for a post-mortem on the Oilers season. But if you don't mind, before we go any further, can you hit the quick six show horn, please? Thank you. And by the way, I don't know if there's going to be a new look or not, but the guys have upgraded things in the Millennium Falcon. I don't know how you would... Is there, a, is there a greater ship than the Millennium Falcon? Because that's what the guys are in today, Moose. Right? They prepped us. They said, guys, it might look a little different. We have a new system today, but we have upgraded. And I mean, it used to be the X-Wing fighter and then to the Millennium Falcon. I'm not sure if you're up on your Star Wars lore or not, but we're like in the Cadillac of ships here, from what I understand, producing us. Wouldn't you say? Yeah, I think so. You know, we've gone from having the movie theater, the TV screens, every six aisles. Now you got a screen in the back of every headset. We got in-flight entertainment. This is great. We got uh, we got things that are going to be rolling. Way to go, guys! Uh, a 
Rolling Stone gathers no moss. And that's what we have here in the RP show. So bravo to uh, Ryan and the tech crew, Jordan and Clark, for, for rocking it. Okay, so I have my quick six show topics that we do every day, the top six, as in accordance to me, because it is the Rod Peterson show. But I had to usurp that, man. I had to usurp it. And I've just, the first topic I've labeled as A, Moose. And I know you've been doing a lot of research on it this morning. I've been getting into this a, a whole heck of a lot more. Phil Mickelson, a chief recruiter for a Saudi-funded rival league to the PGA Tour, is ending his four-month hiatus by adding his name to the 48-man field for the Live Golf Invitational that starts Thursday outside London. Phil will be joining Dustin Johnson, Sergio Garcia, and three other former major champions in a 54-hole tournament at Centurion Golf Club with $25 million in prize money and $4 million going to the individual winner. Phil say, uh, said in a statement... On social media, I am ready to come back to play the game I love, but after 32 years, this new path is a fresh start, one that is exciting for me at this stage of my career. Mickelson also said he'd be playing the last two majors starting June 16th in the U.S. Open at the Country Club outside Boston. He said the transformative new league would allow him to focus on a healthier approach to life on and off the course. What Phil did not mention is the signing fee likely to be every bit of the $125 million, which is reportedly going to Dustin Johnson. Now, I'll stop there for a second. I think everybody knows the depth of this. Uh, my guy, Luke Elvey, the voice of PGA 2K, golf insider, was so busy with this news, he was unable to join us today. So I had to defer, uh, defer to you, Moose. You've worked in the golf industry full-time. You've made a career of it. So you know far more of this than I do. And this is our poll question today, which I'll get to in a minute. But this is earth-shaking news. Phil's committed to the Saudi tour, and he'll be playing this week in a tournament. It's a star-studded group, too. I mean, Phil Mickelson's involved in it. Dustin Johnson's in. Kevin Na resigned from the PGA Tour. He's the 33rd-ranked player in golf. Graham McDowell, Sergio Garcia is going to play. Louis Ustase. And these are all names that we probably have heard of. So, it's not just a bunch of nobodies, $25 million available. And it's kind of cool because there's an individual format like you're used to. There's a team format, which will be fun. And there's no cut. It's only 54 holes, so it's three rounds. And even if you finish dead last, you're going to take home $120,000. So financially, the players are secure and they're going to make some good money. So it's very interesting and it's capturing a lot of headlines right now. Yes, and the crux of this, why I think it's salacious to our viewers, whether you're a golf fan or not, this has become a societal mainstream thing because this is for the old folks. It's like Bobby Hall leaving the NHL to go to the WHA and the Winnipeg Jets, I feel, and to an extent, uh, Gordie Howe as well going to the WHA. And it, it came on my radar. I got up this morning, had a notification on my phone that Dustin Johnson has resigned his PGA card, and he is committed to Saudi. And then it was shortly after that, I get the notification that Phil's joining him, but not giving up his PGA card. And the question is, oh, and then after that comes a notification from USA Today, and I think I have to stop calling them my favorite newspaper, and I am right on the cusp here of canceling my subscription. I've become that guy. I don't know if it's a Florida thing where I've hiked up my pants to my belly button and I'm shaking my fist at the cloud. 
But the high, but the headline was Phil Mickelson accepts blood money to go on Saudi tour, and I'm like, I'm taking my temperament in my own hands here by clicking on this article to read at USA Today, and I did, and it said. Phil Mickelson has torched his own legacy. Money means more to him than integrity. Blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, oh, you need to stand down. And I understand. I understand there's room in our business for opinion. But the USA Today has been presenting things as fact. And they went, took a real run at Ron DeSantis, the Florida governor, uh, earlier on this week, which I had a problem with as well. And so the, I guess that's what's led to our poll question today. Do you viewers, you don't need to be an ardent PGA nor Phil fan to have an opinion on this, I don't think. Whose side are you on in the live Saudi golf tour saga? Phil's side or not Phil's side? And I'm very clearly on Phil's side. That's the point. This is where I'm bringing it home to everybody. Moose, I think you are too, but... The last I looked, 64% of our respondents are saying they are not on Phil's side. And they're buying into the bunk that is USA Today. Don't tell me what Phil Mickelson's doing to his legacy. And it's not up to USA Today or anybody else that doesn't agree with what he's doing to dictate what's Phil's legacy. And I'll get to that more in a minute. But you've got the numbers here. You've been doing the research all morning as to why Phil has made this decision. And I'll just say this. Phil's been exiled by the PGA Tour, lost his major sponsors. What the hell else is he supposed to do? Got to make a living. He wants to golf. That's my take. But you've got some more numbers on this. Sponsors, <clears throat> sponsorship is going to be there if there's an audience watching, right? <clears throat> and if there's a television deal. These are, this is going to be streamed online on the website. And, and I think it's going to have a huge audience starting Thursday. And I'll tell you something like, I'm going to tune in because I'm really curious to see what this is all about. And I like to gather the information. Um, Phil signing for about $120, $125 million is reported. In his career, earnings playing golf, he's made a little north of $100 million. So in one swing, without even playing on the tour, he's going to double his career earnings. Now, with sponsorships and endorsements, he's made over $800 million. And he's not going to have the same endorsements playing in this tour. But for his results, he's going to make way more money and be set for life and everything's great. And with a lot of these golfers, Dustin Johnson as well, who hasn't won in a little while. He's dropped to number 13 in the world. He's going to get $125 million. That exceeds his career earnings by quite a bit. So there's that financially. And the blood money is interesting because that's there. I don't think we have an issue with that. I think, you know, it's, it's bad. We don't want to be associated with it. And all of that, but Live Golf, the corporation and the tour, is run by Greg Norman, an Australian who is, I believe, a Hall of Famer or going to be a Hall of Famer, the Shark. He's running the tour, and it's backed by the Saudi money, which I get is is great. But how much separation is there? We won't know till we watch it. And as viewers, the casual audience that's going to either support or not support the tournament, they're not going to be into all of that. They don't care about all. I mean, they might care about it when they hear about it, but they're not going to be sitting there watching being like, this looks like, and see the blood money everywhere because you won't see it, right? You won't see it. You'll just see the golf broadcast. You'll just see the golfers playing. And if your favorite golfers are playing in the event, you'll, you'll probably watch. Well, yeah, and uh, we'll move on to our regular topics. We haven't talked a lot of golf here, but you know, we'll look back and say this was a watershed time in history. 
for the sport of golf. And I see our Navy friend Don writes in and says, is there an option in your poll for don't care? Well, aren't you just a wet blanket, Don? What if we said we don't care about your beloved Canadian sports that you wave the flag for? What if we said that? Okay, and it's, I don't think it's just because I'm sitting in the golf capital, which is the state of Florida, while, why this is on my radar, because a lot of our friends, people in our circle, are talking about this. So that was the, uh, that was the opening comment. Now... My cousin Christine in Medicine Hat writes in and she says, good morning from still rainy Medicine Hat. And she had a funny comment. I woke up this morning, I had a text on my Canadian phone from my cousin Chris saying, who's the long wavy haired guy they keep showing on TV at Edmonton? And I'm going to get to the hockey here, I guess now. I'm like, I had to write her back and go, what are you talking about? I thought she meant Merritt Bowden, the longtime Chris Jones assistant coach. I don't know who she's talking about. Turned out she was talking about Daryl Cates, the owner of the orders. But I can tell you that TNT, the NHL on TNT, it is night and day, black and white, moon and the sun with regards to what Sportsnet broadcasts. They're not showing Daryl Cates on the NHL on TNT. That's why I was like, I had no idea what she was talking about. That 49th parallel, as far as it relates to the National Hockey League, might as well be higher than the Berlin Wall, or the one we're building a wall that's being built along the coast of Mexico, the border with Mexico. Do you know what I mean? They are two different leagues, Canada and the United States, as it pertains to hockey. So I had no idea what she was talking about. But anyways, uh, let me move on to now. Can you fire the quick six show horn again, please, Director Jordan? And... And, and by the way, I'll say it again, why I'm on Phil's side. If you've ever been exiled from something or somewhere, and you have an opportunity to take the money that will set you up for a good long time, um, you might have a different take like Phil, and that's why I'm with Phil on this. And Darren's basically said the same thing. Point one of the quick six, our Terry Lekkinen scored 119 into overtime, and Colorado rallied to beat the Edmonton Oilers 6-5 Monday night, completing a four-game sweep of that third-round series. Colorado will take on the winner of the Eastern Conference Final, which game four goes tonight. Rangers at Lightning. New York has a 2-1 series lead. We'll see how long that series goes. I was upset that the um, series ended last night because I just want more hockey, more hockey, more hockey, like our guy Paul says from IKS. Um, My 12-step sponsor is so old, and you met him. You met him in Calgary. He came out right to watch some of the shows and stayed with me. He's so old, he texted me this morning and said, those Rockies got a hell of a team. I was like, who are you talking about? Colorado. Dude, that's 50 years ago. It's the Avalanche. But yeah, they got a hell of a team. The orders were little more than a speed bump with regards to uh, what they put up in round three. And Gene Principe will be with us next hour. I want to hear more from the order fans then. Moose, um... I just feel that Mike Smith never gave them any chance in the series. And I'll say this, the analysts today on NHL Network, here's your daily update on what they're saying on NHL Network. They're like, you score five goals in a hockey game, you should win. Playoffs, regular season, preseason, or otherwise. The Orders lost 6-5 in overtime last night, and they're going home. I feel like this was the most exciting sweep in the history of hockey. 
It was extremely exciting. It was it was yeah. fast paced. This game was maybe the best game of the series. I know the first one was pretty wild too with all the scoring, but this was this was something else last night. And you know, just went, like and I thought the Oilers had the magic, you know, and. When they went up three to one, you felt the tide turning in the whole series. I'm like, you know, McDavid scored that goal off the post, the far post and in. And I'm like, the Oilers look like a team. They might not lose again. They're playing so well. They got the momentum, the crowd, and then they blow the two goal lead. But there's Zach Cassian to tap it in the tap it in the net. And the emotion. I thought, this is it. They got the emotion. The fans are they just can't be denied. And no, turns out. It's not meant to be, and uh, you know it was. It's it's tough. They took a lot of strides. The Oilers did this season, but you know when you get this close, ask the Montreal Canadiens. When you get close, it's so hard to even get a sniff Ooh. again. So we'll see what the Oilers do in the off season. But that's a tough way to go out. It's going to be difficult, probably for Gene Principe to discuss this or answer our questions next hour. But he's going to try. Gene Principe from Sportsnet Orders will be with us an hour too that the ride is over for Edmonton. And by the way, with regards to <laughs> with regards to the uh, Daryl Cates thing, people said he looks like he should be in a band. Yeah, I always thought he looked like U2's lead singer, Bono. Um, Don, our Navy friend, says, fair enough, Rod. Because we're talking about a league that he doesn't care about. We shouldn't talk about it. Uh, Randy from Winnipeg says Phil's free to do what he wants my cousin Christine says the same thing and by the way Mike Horgan watching in Toronto says closest sweep in NHL history see how dumb that sounds it's not what I said you might want to check the uh, check your hearing or the um, the old intake I said the most exciting <laughs> sweep in NHL history is what I said not the closest sweep and by the way Darren you're giggling because I'm thinking the exact same thing you are the Blades Warriors story. But the thing is, I'm of this mindset. Um, if you don't win the Stanley Cup, it's a disappointment. Are we not all of that mindset? Like the Blue Jays didn't make the playoffs last year. It went down to the last day, and I thought the season was a disappointment. And everybody's going, no, 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 it was a great season. It took me months, if not years, to get over some seasons in hockey and football when we didn't win it and we and I knew that we were good enough to win it some things I've never gotten over are we there and I'm not does blue and orange roll in my veins no but it is in my DNA I'm not there yet to say that it was a great season because they didn't win a Stanley Cup I don't know it's still raw hasn't been even 24 hours since they lost out are you saying that it was a great season for the orders or are you not I'm not. It wasn't a great season because they didn't win and they had, you know, this is the best group that they've put together in quite some time. I think we'll look back on it and think it was a great season. I, look at me as a, when I was growing up as a Toronto Maple Leaf fan, it was, dis, it was disappointing. But when you look at the late 90s, early 2000s, 99, 2001, 2, they were getting into the second round. They got into a couple Eastern Conference finals. I look back and I'm like, those were some really good teams. But in the moment, it was disappointment after disappointment after disappointment. I didn't even know. Clark just informed me we're two minutes into our break window. I didn't even know. We've been having so much fun and we're over time. So we'll be right back 
We're just getting going. This is the warm-up. On the way, Jamie Thomas and Gene Principe. You're watching the RP Show on the Game Plus TV network, live streaming on YouTube, and 24-hour sports radio at rodpeterson.com. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. Hey, hey, I like it. I like it. Every Tuesday, by the way, is Taco Tuesday. That's today for only $2 each. Do you order hard or soft shell tacos, beef or veggie? I'm thinking, Moose, that I might try soft shells for the first time. I might step outside my comfort zone and try soft shells. Why not? You're going to eat them anyways. Right? All right. Why not? Oh, yes. We got some new Rick Regans. I like it. Let them rock. Done deal. Whatever you want. Done deal? I like it. Hot damn. Hot damn. Okay, we're good for now. Um, <laughs> you might want to tell good. me when we have new ones, but that's okay. Nice work. I didn't um, know. I didn't know. I wasn't talking to you. <laughs> Moving on. How about this? The Boston Bruins have fired coach Bruce Cassidy, who led them to the Stanley Cup final in 2019. The best record in the league the next year, and at least 100 points in each of his four full non-pandemic seasons. Bruins GM Don Sweeney announced the move Monday night, three weeks after the team's first-round playoff loss to the Carolina Hurricanes. I'm just going to roll through what I have here. Um, Mike Rupp on the NHL Network said, because I turned it on this morning, I'm like, what possible reason could they have for firing Bruce Cassidy? And Mike Rupp says, oh, I guess they need a new voice. This reminds me of the Kamloops Blazers firing their president, sorry, their general manager, Bob uh, Brown, after the 95 season after, and three Memorial Cups going, we want to go in another direction. The Kamloops Blazers did that, Moose, when you were still in elementary school. We're like, <laughs> what, you don't want to win anymore? And they didn't. They went in another direction from winning. So that's what it looks like with the Boston Bruins. Um, they had their chances and almost double the number of shots, but Canada couldn't find the net and dropped the 2 nothing decision to Finland in Monday's opening round action of the Under-18 Women's World Hockey Championship at Le Bon Arena in Madison, Wisconsin. Meanwhile, in Windsor, the Windsor Spitfires scored three goals in the second period to snap a 2-2 tie and then hung on for a 6-3 win over the Hamilton Bulldogs Monday night to take a 2-1 lead in the Ontario Hockey League Championship Series. Wyatt Johnson and Alex Christopoulos each scored twice for the Spitz, who won game one of the Series 4-3 in overtime, so they now have home ice advantage. They played three games in four days this series, Moose, uh, Hamilton and Windsor, so now they've got three days off before game four at the WFCU Center. So that's for the Ontario Major Junior Hockey fans. In game three, the WHL final goes tonight in Seattle. Oil Kings and Thunderbirds are 1-1. This game, three, will be on TSN. Um, I'm just rolling. I'm rolling. Stop me if something tickles your fancy. Point four, Oakdale Golf and Country Club played host to the final qualifier for the RBC Canadian Open on Monday. A field of 70 players competed over 18 holes of stroke play for one of four final spots into the 2022 RBC Canadian Open. Patrick Flavin shot a 368 and made it through rush hour cleanly. Braden Thornbury, Brad Adamanis, and Jeff Kang survived a four-for-three playoff at Oakdale to secure the final three spots. 
The RBC Canadian Open goes June 6th to the 12th, as you know, at St. George's Golf and Country Club in Toronto. And while we're at it, where's my bell? My breaking news bell. Wayburn Strong, Graham Dillette announces his retirement this morning. And that came across my notifications from TSN. Graham Dillette at the age of 40. And how do we feel about that? It's slightly being overshadowed by the Phil Mickelson going to the Live Tour news. To, just a bit. But Graham yeah. Dillette, man, quite a career. Quite a career. Can't be easy for him to, uh, to be retiring, I wouldn't think. No, it can't, because he never got that elusive win on the PGA Tour, despite being one of the better golfers uh, on tour, really. And, you know, when you look at Canadian golf, he's one of the best Canadians we've seen. He really is, even though he didn't win. And he won't go down in the record books because Mike Weir won tournaments. He won the Masters. You know, there's other golfers. Stephen Ames has done well and won. But... You know, for a time, you look at who Graham Dillette was playing with, you know, with and against the Phil Mickelsons and Dustin Johnsons and Tiger Woods is for a, t- a time and the Sergio Garcias and some of these, you know, the Lee Westwoods, the best golfers that we've really seen in the best generation. And we would watch the PGA Tour. We would watch the majors. He was in a Masters. And they said Graham Dillette was the best ball striker on tour. Number one the best ball striker on tour, but back problems derailed him. And now he says, you know, he, every time he r- tries to ramp it up to make a comeback, he sets himself back further. And uh, it's too bad, but we like seeing him on the golf coverage. And I know whatever he does with his foundation and other things moving forward, it's going to be great to watch. Super duper guy. And uh, we were just driving through Weyburn a couple of weeks ago, past the Weyburn Golf Club. They got a sign out there on the highway that says, Weyburn Golf Club, home course of Graham Dillette. They're just so darn proud of Graham and Weyburn. We all are uh, from across Saskatchewan. So kudos to him on a great career. And I'm actually really interested to see what's next because he's really good as an analyst on TSN. Maybe he's the next Bob Weeks. Who knows? Um, I just feel like jumping back into the viewer takeover. And and a little later on, I do want to get into Justin Dunk's uh, power rankings have come out here for week one in the CFL. But I feel like we got the rest of the week to talk about the CFL. He's got Winnipeg one, the Riders number two. And I was like, I don't even think the Riders think they're the second best team in the CFL. Like, what is Dunk trying to get in their good books or something? I don't know. But anyways, we'll do that more later on in hour two. Um, Jason in Red Deer writes in, he says, okay, Rod and Dupes, if you're the orders, do you bring back Smith next season? It's a hard no for me. I said, no for me, dog. And uh, Mark Zosol watching in Melfort with regards to the hockey broadcast, he says Sportsnet and CBC should, should tell Ron McLean to stop with the constant puns every 10 seconds. It's not punny anymore. Sorry, I just had to do that. Oh, yeah, you're going to, after 40 years of Ron McLean on Hockey Net in Canada, say, don't be you. Don't be you, Ron. Because when I was back in Canada for that week, I really enjoyed watching Ron McLean on Hockey Night in Canada. The country seems to have turned on Ron on the Don Cherry thing. And my God, have I realized over the last year or two that you're not going to change people's opinion. I should have known, but I know it now. They've turned on Ron McLean. The networks have not. And uh, maybe it's because I know Ron personally. I'm not going to turn on the guy. He's a good guy. 
It's like the Phil thing. If you were in Phil Mickelson's shoes, you'd take the check for $125 million. But because you're not, you want to wave and look down your finger at him. If you were in Ron McClain's shoes, you probably would have done the exact same thing he did and kept his job with regards to that entree. But you're not, so you want to look down your nose and crap on the guy. I think you should be very thankful that you got Ron McClain on Hockey Net in Canada. That's nothing to st- against what they have in America. Uh, this Liam McHugh's guy on NHL on TNT is very good. I really like him on there. I like Steve Levy on ESPN. There's very few that I don't like. But have you sensed that Ron... I just I don't get the Ron McClain hate. It's a little nauseating given what this guy has meant to Canadian hockey broadcasting. Oh, he's meant so much to the game of hockey, period, not just the broadcasting. And we got to remember something, too. It's the vocal minority on social media, you know? Yeah. And, and I'm happy that the network sees that, and I hope that's what they see, because viewership still loves Ron McClain. He brings so much to the broadcast, and that's the biggest difference that I'm seeing between the Canadian broadcast and the American broadcast. The Canadian broadcast is more about the hockey and they can go deeper on the hockey and break down the plays a little deeper and show Daryl Cates and people will know who that is in the U S it has to be driven more by the entertainment to try and get the fans in before you can go deep on hockey. So like Wayne's not going to go deep into the intricacies of the game of hockey because it'll go over everybody's head at scale. Right. So yeah, no, I think Ron's amazing for the game of hockey and I'm happy he's still there. I'm just going to sprinkle in viewer comments as we go with everything that we're talking about here. Nelson Hakowicz, our VPSM events, says, I'm on Phil's side in this debate. Similar to players leaving for the NFL, any athlete has a small window, though golf is a bit larger of a window. You need to make your money while you can. And it's not really about the money. It's the fact that it's the Saudi government, from what I read, responsible for the murdering and dismembering of a Washington Post columnist. That's what they're upset about. That's what the USA Today is saying. They're saying he's taking money from the Saudi government-backed golf tour. This is what they did to this Washington Post columnist. But I feel if you dug deep into a lot of governments, you could find some dirty stuff. Like, where and when do you draw the line? Phil just wants to play golf, bro. Um, And by the way, uh, Randy in Winnipeg says, nothing to do with Don Cherry. Great career for Ron, Hall of Fame, but I've had enough of the puns, too. Sorry, Rod. Hey, we are all about inclusiveness here, believe it or not, on the RP show. So if you guys are tired of Ron McLean's puns, that's fine. I haven't watched as much as you people. Get it, Moose? See what I did there? But. I did. I just find that the hockey panels, you said it, it's more about the analysis. And I know all those guys. This is not a criticism of their style, but it's the way hockey's become in Canada. Just stuffy, buttoned up. I know more than you. And that's the way hockey is. It's not fun anymore. They're killing, they're choking the life out of the game in Canada. Whereas in the States, like Biznasty... Obviously, I know him. He's a good guy. He's been on this show. I can take or leave, leave his zany hygiene. I feel like we need to talk about this more next hour because with Wayne, you haven't seen much of his, his playoff analysis. He does get fairly deep into the nuances of the game. He's like the only one. Him, while him and Talkit, they go back and forth, and they're so yeah. good. I sit there and watch Wayne and just go. <laughs> so good. And it actually dawned on me last night that what if Wayne did color? How about that? Let's throw Wayne on 
Let's get rid of DeBrusque and throw Wayne and have him do color there or on the NHL on TNT. If Wayne wanted to do it, he'd be the best of whatever he does. He's Wayne Gretzky, for the love of God. I know. Anyways, um, I'll let you go. Well, now you see we got some things to talk about next hour, right? Y'all, I can't wait. All right, Moose, thanks. Uh, Speaking of tremendous color commentators, that's what's coming up next. Jamie Thomas from CJOB68, Winnipeg Jets radio broadcast. You're watching the RP Show on the Game Plus TV network, live from South Florida and the NHL's Bermuda Triangle on Game uh, Game Plus TV, YouTube Live, and 24-hour sports radio, streaming now at rodpeterson.com. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. Beautiful day in South Florida. And over on the Gulf Coast, too, Game 4 of the Stanley Cup Eastern Conference Final goes tonight. New York Rangers at Tampa Bay Lightning, 8 p.m. Eastern. Colorado now awaits the winner of that series after sweeping out the Edmonton Oilers last night. A 6-5 win in overtime of Game 4. Joining us to talk about that series and the Winnipeg Jets head coaching search, our good friend Jamie Thomas from CJOB 68 Radio in Winnipeg. Where it is the offseason, but is it ever really the offseason, Jamie Thomas, uh, in your world, man? How's things? Uh, they are good, but not as good as it is for you as I see that backdrop for your show today. I, I cannot compete with that. I'm a little jealous, <laughs> uh, but it has dried up here nicely. <laughs> there was a lot of water here in Manitoba, as you know, and uh, it's starting to get a little bit more sunshiny, but no comparison to the beach, that's for sure. Yes. Uh, hey, who, who'd have thought? Hockey town down here. And it looks like there's going to be some deep runs, hopefully uh, for many springs to come mm-hmm. between the Panthers and the, and the Lightning. But um, I sure. guess let's start with the Jets, if you don't mind, because mm-hmm. everybody in Winnipeg clinging no, to mind. their sets right now, want, yeah, wanting to know what is the latest on the head coaching search. Uh, we hear Barry Trotz wants to take his time. Do the Winnipeg Jets want to take their time with regards to announcing their next head coach? What's what's going on there? I'm sure it would be a situation where you want sooner rather than later, Rod, but with a guy like Barry Trotz who has, let's say, multiple options as the best free agent coach out there, in my opinion, I think, you know, you you understand why he'd want to take his time. And uh, there's some pretty good suitors out there outside of the, of the province of Manitoba. That's no offense to the team that I cover and uh, have been around for the last five seasons. But, uh, you know, there's you know, Philadelphia is a nice landing spot. You know, Vegas is pretty competitive. Um, those types of options. So I, I think the Jets are doing their due diligence. Barry Trotz is doing his due diligence. Uh, but there are a lot of good coaching candidates out there. And I understand why people are so excited because you don't get a coach like this every day on the free agent market and in the name of Barry Trotz, but you know, Scott Arneal is a great, great, great option. Pascal Vincent, of course, who was an assistant here for a long time. And it was, uh, I did a great job with the Manitoba Moose uh, in the American hockey league, the Jets minor league affiliate. Uh, I can go down the list of the candidates that, that are out there, but you want the right fit. And I think both sides want to take their time, but I'm sure, you know, going back to Barry Trotz, you know, fans are so excited about it. Could he be back in his home province? We've seen the, the wizardry he's done. You know, in Nashville, with Washington, with the Islanders, 
and with the Jets, you know, trying to improve on the defensive side of things, he's that he's that right guy in that department. But that that is no slight whatsoever to any of the other coaching candidates that could be a Winnipeg Jet uh, here in the next month or so. Jamie, you've been around the game and sports a real long time. You'll understand when I ask this question. A lot of our viewers won't know what I mean, but is this an attractive job? Because people are going to say, what's well, the NHL? Of course right. it's attractive. But is this an mm-hmm. attractive team? Do you know what I mean? If Trotsy mm-hmm. had, his, had his pick of teams, is this a team you'd want to step in there? Because let's be honest, it wasn't that great to Paul Maurice at the end, uh, nor Dave Lowry, mm-hmm. obviously. Obviously, yeah. And I, 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 you know what? Like if we go back to the off season last year, this team was being talked about as a Stanley cup playoff favorite, uh, you know, in the conversation possibly for a Stanley cup. I still think this is a very attractive situation for a team. They're not going to rebuild. I know there's that conversation after the Jets didn't make the playoffs, got to blow it up. That would be absolutely insane. Kyle Connor just wins the lady bang trophy scored 47 goals this year. Nikolai Ehlers missed 19 games, the knee injury. You know, he had one of his best seasons ever. He's on the up and up right now. So, and then Pierre-Luc Dubois, you know, clearly there's contract discussions to be had um, with him. I just think there's too many valuable pieces and assets for the Winnipeg Jets to be looked at upon as otherwise not being, this is an attractive team to coach if you want to win right now. They just need a little push. Connor Hellebuck had an off year for his standards. That's not, in my opinion, going to happen again. You have a solid blue line. You have a lot of depth going back to the Amer- to the American Hockey League um, on the blue line for the Jets. So to me, this is an attractive destination if you want to win right now. And I believe lots of coaches look at it as such. I tell you what, though, man, it is an interesting market, too. There's a lot of fake news coming out of there. I got that. I thought they already hired uh, Trotz a few weeks ago. Turns out that was wrong. And now I hear that there's news on Shifley that it's confirmed that he'll be he'll be a jet next year. Is is that a fact? What are you hearing on that? Uh, I I think Kevin Sheveldayoff's ears are open on this one. It would be crazy not to think about anything else. Like listen to what other teams have to say. Listen, Mark Shifley is a hundred possible hundred point player. He's a point per game player in the national hockey league at the most important position at center ice. So is it difficult to think of getting rid of number 55? I would think so, but I don't think the door is closed on any, you know, avenues of possibly moving him. Is it a great, is it a bad idea to keep him? Absolutely not. He's a great player. Um, just had a, a challenging year like many players did in t- 2021, 22. So I don't think Mark Scheifele is the only player, you know, that would look at this year and go that it was a success um, from, from start to finish. And now, of course, Scheifele had COVID to begin getting admitted to that. It took him a while to get his legs underneath him, said he didn't t- start feeling right until about Christmas. And that kind of looks, I mean, you look back at things, that's when thing, he started playing a little bit better. So I don't think the doors closed in either way. Um, but would it be disappointing to see Mark Shifley back in a Jets jersey uh, to start in September? Absolutely not. One of the one, a great centermen. Um, clearly, if Barry Trotz is, you know, any coach that comes in here would love to see 55 uh, up the middle on the top line when, when camp breaks in, in, in September. Of course, and I apologize to fire all these questions at you, but I've been waiting to chat yeah, with no. you, and I value your opinion. And, <laughs> no, you, you uh, and I don't ask, know if you ever... Right? you got to have to ask these questions. Yes. You have to ask these questions. Yeah, exactly. Um, it is a big conversation piece here right now, and when teams don't make the playoffs, question, hard questions have to be asked. That is flat out what's going to happen, and the rumors are churning like crazy that 
you know, Mark Scheifele will not be a Winnipeg Jet. You, you know, a lot of questions came after his news available, his last media availability uh, here in Winnipeg. So we are all scrutinizing everything somebody says. That's the job that we have. That is the business that we are in. Fans are scrutinizing what Mark Scheifele is saying, what the team is saying. So I can understand why these questions are going to be asked. They're, they're challenging questions, um, but there's no doubt that people are going to ask. If it's not you, it's going to be somebody else, Rod. Yeah, and I and again, I know that you. I wouldn't ask if I didn't think you could handle it very well. And we got about yeah, yeah. ninety seconds to two minutes. And I got to ask you this about Kyle Connor. I watched the Jets games. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he won the Lady Bing last night. Who cares? That's not the heart. That's not the art, Ross. I see a guy that does not back check to the degree that I'd like to see. I see Austin Matthews back checking. I see Connor McDavid back checking. Gretzky didn't, but Kyle Connor's not Wayne Gretzky. I feel that he could give more. There's a lot of guys in that room that could give more but i get i I get jets fans on my back when i say that they love this guy Mm -hmm. Uh, but i feel everybody could give more on that team (laughs) so where are you on kyle connor's play well playing defense is hard flat out that it's not i mean especially for a skilled player it's not the first thing in their top of mind having said that kyle connor 200 foot game has improved year over year and and that is a big reason why he was given the lady bing trophy he is so good at getting in behind players coming on the back check and picking, you know, lifting their stick and taking the puck away. That is because he has worked hard in that aspect of his game. He's also worked. His speed is there. So the fact that he didn't take that many penalty minutes while working on the defensive side of his game says how good he is on the back check right now. Um, I think there's room to grow in that aspect for anybody, especially after the, the way the jets defended, on the last part of last year. But I think Kyle Connor is getting a lot better in the, in his own end of the rink um, uh, as his national hockey league career grows. Well, I appreciate that. And uh, you're either going mm-hmm. forwards in life or going backwards in life. And if he's getting mm-hmm. better, then that's really all we can ask. Yeah. Jamie, um, we are out of time. If you get an off season, enjoy whatever that is for you. Hopefully we can uh, bring you back on this summer and talk more. Yeah, I look forward to that, Rod. Thanks for having me on, my friend. Jamie Thomas, the radio color voice of the Winnipeg Jets from CJOB 68. I just want to send in a shout out here uh, from Huge Benno. He's watching live from Penticton, BC. He's joined the chat. He says, can't wait for the CFL on TSN to watch my riders. Get at it. Melonheads. Uh, listen, dude. Chill for a second. We're going to talk about that next hour. Primarily Justin Dunk's three down rankings. Uh, because I don't agree with them. Power rankings coming out of week one of the regular season. We'll talk about that next hour. Gene Principe coming up too. When we come back, a viewer takeover and your Tuesday sports update. You're watching the RP show on the Game Plus TV network, carried all across Manitoba on uh, Bell MTS Cable. Also live streaming on YouTube and 24-hour sports radio streaming now at rodpeterson.com. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. Game day in Florida. It is the Lightning home to the Rangers game for the Stanley Cup Eastern Conference Final tonight. 8 p.m. Eastern face-off at Amelie Arena. Hey, a big shout-out. How about this? To the crew watching at Shoeless Joe's in downtown Toronto. 
Our guy James just walked in there from the Offside Hockey Podcast. They're out of Nova Scotia. Big Leafs fan, and uh, howdy to everybody at Shoeless Joe's. I love me some Shoeless Joe's. Try the nachos. I went there once with the family of uh, CFL kicker uh, Chris Milo. Going to do a sports update here before we get into the viewer takeover. The Edmonton Stingers put together an Elam ending comeback win over the Niagara River Lions, uh, 79-77 at Meridian Center Monday night. That's in St. Catharines. Ahir Ugwak's game-winning corner three on an assist from Adika Peter McNally avenged their opening loss to the River Lions this season and proved them to 3-1, and one, the Stingers. The River Lions dropped to 3-2. and two. Meanwhile, the CEBL's Fraser Valley Bandits host the Hamilton Honey Badgers today in Fraser Valley's school day game. That is at noon Pacific. No, 11 a.m. Pacific. That's coming up right away. School day game, Hamilton Honey Badgers at Fraser Valley Bandits out there in B.C. Both teams are 3-1. and one. Western Hockey League announced that Edmonton Oil Kings defenseman Luke Prokop has been named the WHL Player of the Week. The Nashville Predators prospect recorded five points in two games this past week as his hometown Oil Kings split the WHL Championship Series' first two games with Seattle. In addition to his play on the ice, Prokop was also recognized Wednesday as the recipient of the Doug Wickenheiser Memorial Trophy as WHL Humanitarian of the Year. Shout out, Wick. Meanwhile, Seattle Thunderbirds goalie Thomas Millick has been named WHL Goalie of the Week. He's draft eligible this year. He posted a 2-1 record, 2.68 GAA, and a 9.33 save percentage in three outings for the Seattle Thunderbirds. Game three tonight at the Showware Center in Kent, Washington. All-pro defensive tackle Aaron Donald is getting a big raise to stay with the Super Bowl champion L.A. Rams. The NFL Network reporting that Aaron Donald has signed a $40 million is getting a $40 million raise that'll make him the highest paid defensive player in the league. And Romeo Crennel announced his retirement Monday, ending a nearly 40-year NFL coaching career that included five Super Bowl titles. Last minute of play in hour one. This sports update brought to you by Ballers Rec Room, your official home of slow pitch, open Wednesday to Sunday. Also for the tap, Brewhouse and drive through Liquor Store and for Red Bull Canada. Red Bull gives you wings. I don't know how much of a viewer takeover we can get into here in what's left in less than a minute. I see that they're raging over politics in the chat. You know, I want to probably get into that next hour. I've become that guy canceling, about to cancel my USA Today subscription because of what I consider left-wing commentary in their sports coverage trouncing Phil Mickelson for going to the Saudi tour. But we're not going to talk about that with Gene Principe. He's coming up to open up Hour 2 right after this break. You're watching on Game Plus TV. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. 
Granger for the ones who get it done.